and welcome to our first proper episode of Across the Cemetery. My name's Emma. And I'm Josh. Hope you're all okay and ready for our spooky stories. So, what have you been up to this week, Josh? I watched Liverpool play on Wednesday in Anfield, and I watched them lose on the telly yesterday. Uh, and I also walked around Anfield Cemetery today, which wasn't just randomly, I wasn't just in the area and, and, <laughs> and walking around it for fun, but it also was, it was. Um, but it's absolutely massive and came across, they like sort of information boards and I came across a story that we might cover in a, another episode. Have you done anything fun this week? Yeah, so the reason I asked you what you'd been doing this week was because I went to see a psychic today and I just wanted to mention it. So I went to see Julie Sapphire, she's a Liverpool based psychic and hopefully gonna do a bit more about her and I might do a, like a review well not a review but talk about what we spoke about today. So yeah, that's what I wanted. <laughs> so okay. Josh Josh is gonna lead this episode. So Yeah, so I wrote the script this episode and did the research behind it. So you see a child outside the road, looks like they're in distress, they're all alone and could probably do with some help. Or what about if there's a gentle tapping on your front door? You open it to find a polite young person, say anywhere between the age of 6 and 16. They're a bit lost and you can visually see that they would like to come in and know the right thing to do would be to calm them down and help them to get them where they're going to. What would you do in those situations? See, I'm not very good with strangers anyway, so I would think, I always think, not the bad, but I'd be like, there's something wrong, why are they looking for my help? And also, you're not meant to invite vampires in. I'm not saying they're vampires, but if you're not meant to invite that type of person in. So replay the same scenario as above, but there's one minor detail change. The eyes of the children are completely black. Nothing, no detail, no like sort of, you can see where the centre of the eye is, you can see like the sort of outline of like their sort of pupils or anything like that. It's just a complete black abyss in so their heads. So are they black like there's eyes there or they black like holes? Yeah, so they'd be like, there's eyes there, they're looking at you, they're like uh, reflecting, you can see there's like a sort of... Oh, like when you make eye contact with someone, you can see yeah, your eye. you can, you can see, see like a shiny yeah. film over the top of them. Yeah. Um, no, I'd shut the door. That, that would be a straight fuck off. Fuck that, for me. Wow. <laughs> so language. Um, so yeah, this will be a discussion of all things black-eyed children. Oh, God. So this cryptid picked up traction in the late 90s, early 2000s, coinciding with the rise in popularity of the internet for, for the masses, obviously when everyone started getting dial-up and the horrible tone when you picked <laughs> up the phone at the same time. <laughs> and um, you, the pay, sorry. I was going to say, and your mum would be like, quick, get off, get off MSN, I want to ring me mate. <laughs> yeah, we got yeah. <laughs> Having been depicted in many Hollywood titles, such as Let Us In and Black-Eyed Children, Let Me In, Look out for film reviews coming soon. Um, the general premise of the phenomenon is that an innocent-looking children, children, child, young adult, attempts to lure people into helping them under a false pretense of being stranded or lost. So what do they want? Usually they will be encountered in the ways I mentioned earlier, a manner that gives them an element of vulnerability that you know, you'd associate with a child or that they need help, they're a bit lost. Um, they're trying to get in touch with somebody that type of thing there aren't many reports of what happened to those who have helped or had lengthy interactions with black guy kids but maybe that's the point they haven't made it, they've not survived 
that's it, the <laughs> P45. Maybe they're black-eyed people with the black-eyed peers. But let's leave the, the theories till the end. <laughs> Interesting one. I didn't, didn't come across that in the research, but maybe. <laughs> maybe they're no longer available to tell or relay their cautionary tales. So there's a few stories that I came across. Um, I'll put links to some of the sort of articles and things like that I came across previously or came across during the research. The first one we come across is Canuck Chase. So during the autumn of 2014, it was noticed that the British newspaper, the Daily Star, had issued three newspapers on separate dates, which all had front cover images of black-eyed children. We all put the pictures on Twitter, Instagram, that, that, that sort of thing, so you can have a look at them. Links in the bio at the end. <laughs> okay, so the <laughs> Daily Star had put images of black-eyed children on three separate newspapers that they published. Yeah. What they actually had was images of scary children. Only one of the three had black eyes, but they referenced black-eyed children in all three newspapers. So the other ones were just like kids that looked scary? Yeah. The, oh, okay. But what they were getting across was basically uh, tales, possibly warnings, of a spate of encounters, spat, spate, spat of encounters, that had happened in the Staffordshire area in in England. So also reported by British media outlet ITV, an area of interest was in a pub, the Four Crosses, which at the time stood derelict. Uh, I don't. I think it might still be up for sale. For around three hundred twenty-five thousand pounds. Bargain. <laughs> yeah, well, it's probably a bargain for a reason. <laughs> but that's my money. What you'd be buying yourself is a pub, which came along with ten rentable bedrooms upstairs, a car park, and also a host of paranormal activity, oh. including the purported black-eyed children that would frequent the downstairs bar. Oh God! What are they doing in a bar? The kids? Well, it's before nine o'clock, and they're with an adults. <laughs> insurance doesn't cover your past now. <laughs> yeah, gotta get out then. It's worth noting that companies do now run ghost hunts at the Four Crosses, so if you're very, very brave, you can go and find out for yourself. Studying Canucks, Staffordshire, England, uh, the most prolific story doesn't come from within the Four Crosses, but the neighbouring Birch's Valley. It's the thick woodland is popular with locals for its scenic walks and a chance to escape the reality of everyday life. Determined to find relaxation and inner zen, Sue and her daughter decided to trek out for the day on a peaceful Sunday afternoon. While bustling through the felled autumn leaves, creating a trail of crunching mixed with the occasional snap of a hidden twig, something cut through the air, leaving a hollowed silence in its wake. The ear-piercing scream of a young child then ricocheted through the trees once again. With a sense of panic mixed with elation, that Sue noticed her daughter was still by her side, she began to scan through the surroundings to establish who or what was the source of the ear-piercing screeches. Moving forward cautiously, Sue senses, Sue's senses, oh that's a tongue twister, Jesus. <laughs> Imagine me saying that. Sue's, say Sue's senses. Sue's senses. <laughs> Sue's senses became heightened in the way that only a mother's instincts can. Creeping through the thicket, the pair came to a complete bolt upright standstill, quickly spinning around. Sue got a shock, but her caring personality took precedent and she approached the young girl who stood in front of her, hands over her face, weeping. The girl had not been there previously. That is where Sue and her daughter had just walked from. 
But the adrenaline of the moment hazed Sue's perception, and it didn't matter to her. At about roughly 10 years old, the emotional girl was presumed to have been separated from her parents or friends, and Sue guessed this was the cause of her upset. Approaching slowly, the girl's crying had stopped. Her hands were covering the top part of her face, but beneath the gap in the stranger's arms, a sinister grin was barely visible. Ugh. On noticing this, Sue's suspicions level. <laughs> wow! Sue's suspicion levels shot up, and a sinking feeling invaded her gut. Still trying to do what any responsible adult would do in this situation, Sue called out, "Are you all right? Did you get lost?" Nothing. The girl remained still. No sound. No movement. Sue repeated her question, knowing full well that somebody with sound hearing would pick up on what she said from the two metres away she stood. Still nothing. It was at this point that the peculiar child began to lower her hands from her face, to which Sue assumed a response was coming to her previous questions. No response was given. What was revealed was the sinister grin that was before feared. Slowly scanning up, Sue's dread reached unparalleled heights when she spotted that something was wrong with this girl's eyes. They were black, not just like in large pupils. There was no white border, there was no hint of colour. They were just completely black. There was something mesmerising but also evil about the stranger's eyes, almost unworldly. This was enough for Sue to internally confirm her suspicions and her parental fight-or-flight mode kicked in. She twisted back, grabbed her daughter's arm and pushed her behind her, acting as a human shield. But once she arched back to face the hellish eyes of the lost girl, she was gone. No trace, no cracking of the fallen leaves to indicate any direction of travel, no crying, no screams, simply disappeared. It was safe to say that Sue and her daughter hastily began their journey back home and into the embrace of civilization. None the wiser as to who or why that girl was there, just knowing that they never went back. Oh God! So do you reckon she like just evaporated or something, or do you reckon she just like flew up? Because she realised she's not going to get anything else to sue. But why? Why did she realise that she's not going to get anything else to sue? Because she quickly put her daughter behind her, didn't she? So she obviously got that like protective, like not mummy bear, but like protective, so she's not going to take. Oh, this kid's lost. It's like no, fuck that. I'm, I'm hiding my kid. Yeah. I'm not that saying like, like they feed on kids and that, but they might do. Maybe it's rather young. So we'll move on to the next story. <laughs> it's called A Knock on the Door. Oh. Relaxing on a humid summer's evening, the sun was low in the sky, but still a few hours from setting. Trying to remain still and keep cool in what seemed to be the everlasting heat, the desktop fan continued to patrol left, right, and then back again, providing a much welcome breeze but only a moment's comfort. That's a horror story on its own, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> the evening was ticking away. It got to about 7 or 8pm, not late, but also not the time of day you expect visitors. There was a light tapping on the door, sort of like somebody wanted attention but didn't want to bother me. On approach, I could see through the frosted glass the top of two heads, one slightly higher up than the other. The bottom of the glass was at a about halfway up the door, so I knew before getting to the door that it was likely to be children knocking. Twisting the lock and pulling the handle back, the door left its frame slowly, and I was greeted by the sight of two young boys looking down 
to the ground in a sort of self-pity kind of way. The taller and seemingly older one explained that they'd gotten lost and asked politely to come in and use the phone while his friend would like to use the toilet. The area I live in is pretty rural, with road signs and landmarks being pretty few and far between. In the moment, the story of being lost did not ring any alarm bells to me because it was quite a, a common occurrence in, in, that, in that area. So believing this would be my good deed for the day, I granted the request and the two boys entered the threshold of my home. Walking past me, the shorter one headed right for the stairs. Thinking that you may know the layout of this sort of house I live in, I just encouraged that the bathroom was the second door on the left. A blunt thanks was received back as a wave response, as the child headed with a determined pace up the stairs. Looking down from the stairwell, the taller child, who had done all the talking at the door, was already ahead of me. He seemed to know exactly where he was going, but I hadn't given any instruction or direction as to where the phone was located. With a creeping concern that both kids had just entered my home and seemed to know exactly where they were going, I muttered, the phone's in the kitchen. As if it was the same rehearsed tone, a blunt thanks was received back from him. Are they still polite? <laughs> yeah. Manners maketh a black-eyed child. <laughs> That's when it hit. The sinking feeling, sort of fight or flight mode. Panic took over me. My arms and legs began to feel heavy like my body was manifesting the dread I was feeling inside my chest. The tall child reached for the phone in the kitchen. Only at this point did he raise his head from the floor, but he still had his back to me. He began to turn slowly. My fear reached new heights when he completed his 180 degree turn. All of his features were rigid as you would expect, bar one. His eyes. They were deep, hollow black so dark and disturbing that you can't look anywhere other than directly at them. Oh, that's what they want you to do as well, isn't it? <laughs> he spoke up again, this time in a much more menacing tone. We are here to collect you. Oh, God. The antique creaking of the bottom step of the stairs signified that the taller child's friend was here to help the mission. Wow. <laughs> Those six words, coupled with the petrifying sight of a child glaring right at me, with pure malice emitting from Zora, was enough to make me run for the living room. There is only one way in and one way out of the living room, and it has a lockable door that is usually reserved for home security in the event of burglaries. I barged my way through the door, slammed it shut behind me, and quickly spun the key around to engage the lock into the frame. I expected footsteps to follow, along with banging on the door. My mind was racing. These things had the bodies of children, but I have never seen such a haunting sight as those eyes. If they were just kids, surely a locked door would be enough to keep them away from me. Surely I would be safe from whatever intention these things had. Instead of knocking, instead of voices, I heard nothing. There was no noise, not even them leaving. I listened attentively for at least an hour, and nothing. My body began to calm down my senses sharpening up again. I reached for the key in the door and began to turn it slowly, unlocking the door as quietly as I could, just in case they were still lurking. Once the door was unlocked, I grabbed the handle in a tight fist. Breathing deeply, I began a silent count, marveling the numbers three, two, one. I flung the door open, not knowing what to expect on the other side. Yet what I found was, Silence. The hallway was darkening 
as natural light was fading away at this point. I looked to the front door, but it was closed. I shouted out from my position that I was ready to call the police, expecting a response or, or to hear some movement around the house. I was replied to with silence. Still tense and my senses heightened, in anticipation of the confrontation of the two children, with the two children, sorry, I began to slowly and quietly patrol my house. Everything was exactly how I left it. The fan was still spinning and all appeared to be in order. Coming to the end of my search, I wandered back through the kitchen when I glanced to the worktop. The corded phone was off its hook and placed on the side, emitting that low, wearisome tone the phones make when not placed back properly. But the only way the phone could have got there was if it had been picked up. So it's like proof that something was there, not just in his head. Maybe that's the confirmation needed. Yeah. I quickly placed the phone back on the back on its base and felt the hairs on the back of my neck stand on end. Mentally calming myself, as I had just searched the whole house and found nothing. Mentally calming myself, as I had just searched the whole house and found nothing. Feeling on edge, I tried watching some TV and playing music to soak up the atmosphere that had taken over. For the days that followed, nothing out of the ordinary happened. I went about my day-to-day business with nothing to report, but at night I began to dread having to go to bed. Because when I eventually can't fight off the sleep anymore and give in to the compulsion to head upstairs and get under the covers, that's when I have to dream. Two creepy children from that night, standing over me, arms raised, with their hands getting closer to me, like they're trying to take me away. Do you reckon though? That dream is like because they never collected them, like they've put that in his head. So he might always be like on their list now. He never fully got him. They never completed the mission. Yeah. Potentially. But why are they collecting them for? Do you think they're like aliens or something or? I've got one more story then we can go to some theories. Okay. I'm just excited. (laughs) Okay, so this story is titled Grocery Shopping. (laughs) I've been asked by a couple of members to post my own Black Eyed Kids story. This can be found by Reddit user Bloody Bones. I'll put a link in in the description. Sorry, it's a Black Eyed Children coming to get you. I know, it's the neighbours. It sounds like the neighbours just throwing plugs at the wall. (laughs) 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 They've come to collect you. It was a cold October evening, not too far from Halloween, maybe just like we are now, recording on the 23rd of October, (laughs) 2022. I remember sitting in my room playing the original Sukhoden. Hmm, don't know what it is. S-U-I-K-O-D-E-N. I I think it's a type of video game. Mm. The evening was slowly creeping by, so I decided to go to the corner store. It was only three blocks, shouldn't be too much trouble, right? During my walk, I see the normal. The occasional person putting up Halloween decorations and kids playing in their yards. But this story is about something far more sinister. I remember seeing two teens, aged about 14, knocking on a door asking to use the phone, which of course I thought was weird because most teens these days have phones. Yeah. As I kept walking, they stopped and stared at me for a short moment, I felt the blood in my veins chill. Oh God. 
I felt so creeped out that I hurried to the next block. The next block seemed fine until I looked behind me and saw the two teens were following me. I took off and sprinted to the store at this point. I saw the sign for the store come over the horizon and relief washed over me. I opened the door and I told the cashier about what happened on the way there. He looked at me slightly creeped out and told me a story about this happening to him in his hometown one day when he was finishing work and as he was leaving. In an emotionless voice, they were asking for his help. He told me never to agree to help them. He told me another story, but at this point I was no longer paying attention because they were standing at the door asking to be let in. The cashier freaked out. He locked the door. The teens never seemed to waver or look like they were going to leave. They wouldn't step away from the door. It had been an hour. The cashier and I were ready to fight our way out, but instead he took me out the back seems a bit odd wait an hour to then walk out the back okay then one team came one of the teens came around the back just as the door shut behind us all he said was can you help me he was closing in on us and his eyes they were black as a starless night they were peering right into my soul I couldn't help but gaze into his eyes the, the terror I can't remember too much of what happened next but I do recall the sounds of struggle when I came to, the cashier was struggling with both the teens. He was calling out to me to help. I ran towards them, grabbed him by his collar and pulled him between the two, knocking them over in the process. I didn't look back until I was near my house. The cashier was gone, but the teens were still following behind. I ran into my house, closed all the blinds and turned the music up. I got lucky that day, but I'm not sure how I can keep out of their grasp. I tried to find and thank the cashier for saving my life that day, but he didn't show up for work after that. I asked his boss and he told me he called over the phone to quit. He said he was moving. To this very day, I sometimes feel the fear of those eyes watching me as I drive to work. I sometimes will look out the window and swear I see them watching my house from a couple of blocks away, waiting for the next chance. Oh God. So I, so I think like what I've just said previously, I think if they don't get you, they follow you, or like they latch on. So you know? they, they need to complete what they started. Yeah, like it, it's not a mission maybe, but like, not a case, but like maybe it's something, like you pa- you don't pass it on, but like, do you know what I mean? Have you got any other thoughts or theories? Mm, so I think they might, could they not be aliens? Like, you know, like, you know the type of, um... Like, you know, like, the average alien that you see on, like, an emoji alien and that? Okay. Like, they've got, like, black eyes, haven't they? Not like, not like E.T. or, like, Roger off American Dad. <laughs> but, like, 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 they've got, like, a greeny face and black eyes. Could they not just be aliens? But they, um, they thought oh, people were more nicer to kids, so we'll do that. That's how they roll them in. Yeah. But... That man, what like the man in the house hmm. when they knocked on his door, he should be thinking, why are they out that out that way on their own anyway? It's a bit at that time of day. Yeah, I would I would think that was a bit strange anyway, and I yeah. wouldn't want to be alone in my house with two kids, because anyone could say anything. Big Prince Andrew. Yeah, anyone could say you'd done a Prince Andrew. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, I do have three theories that we can go over and discuss. Is he all Prince Andrews? <laughs> um, no. 
Is Prince Andrew a black-eyed child? No. <laughs> okay. We'll, we'll snip at that bit and just make that our tagline forever. <laughs> um, so, theory number one, demons. I don't know why I didn't think of that, you know. Arguably, there is a stark similarity between vampires and black-eyed children. <gasps> I said that before. In the two story, in in two of the stories, and others that I came across while doing research, always ask for permission. Yeah. So I read another story where, basically, there was someone sat in a car just waiting outside. Say they went to the bank and they just got back in the car and they were just sort of sitting there or they were waiting for someone to come out of somewhere, yeah. and. The children were tapping on the window, asking to be let in, oh, which right. obviously is a lot weirder than asking to be let into someone's house. Yeah, because why would you want to get in the car? Exactly. If you even need a direction or something, you can get them through the window. Yeah. Like if you roll the window down, but it, they always tend to ask for permission, to, usually when entering a threshold of some sort, so yeah. into a house or a car. The logic behind this theory is that with vampires, we know their intentions. We know exactly what they've come to do. But with black-eyed kids, we don't know what they want. In none of the stories I've came across, in none of the research I've done, mm-hmm. has uh, an intent, a clear intention, been present. We just can't. I can't find what they want to do here yeah. with the victims in quotation marks. See, they might even not be victims. Though they might, we might, they might be good things. Well, funnily enough, the next note I have is they're always asking for something. So help, like use a phone, yeah, directions, totally. something like that. Uh, maybe they're actually, that's what they want. And people are just terrible and we don't want to help. Because they're different. Yeah, we're just not accepting that their eyes are different. <laughs> um, yeah, but would you know if they came to your yeah, house? <laughs> but indulging this theory a bit further, what if they come from the same vein as vampires? No pun intended. <laughs> I've actually written no pun intended. <laughs> so they need to be granted permission before they capture your soul, or maybe you can turn. That's how they continue being eternally youthful. So they eat your soul rather than like drinking blood. Potentially. But that's Potentially. why the eyes are black because they've got like the the soulless basically. Yeah, maybe. Because there's like a saying I don't know where it is, but like the eyes are like the gateway to the soul or something. I've read. Mm. Yeah, I've heard that before. Something like that. Another theory number two, another consistent uh, theme in the stories is the the clothing that we came across. Didn't touch on it too much in the stories I read out, but it's mentioned quite frequently that the clothing, while not completely absurd, yeah. tends to be a bit dated or just sort of out of fashion. Yeah, so they're not like in like all the like Balenciagas and that. No, but no, probably not. <laughs> um, I know what you mean, like 80s, like tracksuits or something. Yeah, so say if you've seen someone now who's just like rocking around in a cost tracky for some reason. Yeah, or like wider like jeans or something, maybe. But they're, they're fashionable now, aren't they? Yeah, but you know what I mean, like skater jeans? Whatever. Back in the day, we just called them jeans. <laughs> um, they also seem to talk in a sort of emotionless and brash way. So that, that's one of the th- things that puts people on edge in yeah. the first instance. So before they've seen the eyes, they're listening to how they're coming across. And it's just, 
if they talk like this. Like sort of, have you seen yeah. that thing, thing in The Simpsons, like the Treehouse of Horror uh, yeah. episode where there's all the kids, I think it's based on a film, I can't tell you, Silence of the Lambs maybe. Yeah. And there's all the kids sort of, and they're just sort of like robotic. And I, I haven't seen that, but I know what you mean and I can picture the way they talk. Yeah, just like sort of monotone, yeah. really, not boring, but really. They've got something to say, they've yeah. rehearsed it in the head. Do you reckon? Or? Maybe it's scripted, yeah. Maybe they can only say a few words. Potentially, yeah. Maybe they're not fully versed in whatever language they yeah. are speaking. Or they're where just they speaking are. their black-eyed children language. The brains. They, ma- they could. They might communicate with each other through like that. Could do. So also touching back on the victims, whatever happens to them, I cannot find one tale of people who have encountered these things. Then the black-eyed children have done what they've intended to do, but we don't know what they want to do. Yeah. And we don't know what happens to the victims afterwards. There's no body dumped on the side of the road somewhere. Yeah. They're not found. It's... To me, that screams one thing. Abduction. Yeah. They must take them away in a beam of light and they're never seen again. But then sometimes when you're abducted, well, allegedly abducted, don't they bring you back with, like, wipe your memory? Well... So- Interesting you should say that, because furthermore, one account that I did come across, one account that I have came across, links the black-eyed children to the men in black. Ah. So supposedly, the kids had knocked on the door, stating that the parents would be there soon to collect them, Uh, and once the parents had arrived, they were two tall men in all black suits, who didn't flinch when when the owners waved to them to say they your kids yeah it just sounds very did they have black eyes or do we not know well it was the men in black it would have been somewhat yeah yeah. so I wonder if the you know potentially an experiment gone wrong you know maybe Stranger Things isn't a TV show it's a documentary (gasps) and the final theory I have yeah they aren't real what so we can't go over this topic without addressing the fact that most stories that you can find available aren't written until the late 90s, early 2000s. Coincidentally, when the internet started started getting popularity. As into this, the stories, however well written, do tend to be pretty ambiguous. The facts aren't rock solid, especially that last one, which was a Reddit one, so that was someone else's story. Yeah. Well... They're all someone else's story, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. So that was like basically the, that person's real life encounter, supposedly. Yeah. The, the facts are missing. But then, counter argument to that, you know, it's on Reddit, so it's not going to be the most. Yeah, it's more like colloquial, isn't it? Yeah, it's not going to be a long winded essay, yeah. true storytelling yeah. type of work. It's just, it's going to be. Here's what happened in the briefest possible way. Yeah, I think you've got like a word count as well on Reddit. I'm not oh, sure. Oh, yeah. Like on Twitter. Yeah. It's also not coincidental that the whole phenomenon takes inspiration from other cryptids, uh, from other way, other areas of the paranormal world. So, kids, scary. Kids are scary. We know that. Yeah. Uh, asking to be let in, vampires. It's scary anyway. If someone just knocks on your door randomly, it. <laughs> yeah, socialising, speaking to people, I said that. <laughs> and the mysterious behaviour, uh, no victims, 
It's yeah. like aliens. So it's t- it seems to be taking bits and pieces, ingredients from other yeah. areas, and then adding them into one. It's like a um, like a fry up. <laughs> yeah, it's like a fry. Like up. no, not a fry up, like a scallop. Okay, so <laughs> black-eyed kids are like a fry up. <laughs> Is Prince Andrew a black-eyed kid? <laughs> or does he like black-eyed kids? Of course he does. <laughs> <laughs> um, so. All of this places enough doubt, in, personally in my mind, to give merit to this theory that potentially these stories may be made up. <gasps> oh my god. There's an hour of my but, life. But, <laughs> obviously, everything on the internet is true, so that can't be the case. Yeah. Well, I I would say they're probably true, you know. Well, ideally they're, they're true to an extent. I would like to, to know what they do, though. So I thought I feel like there'd be there'd be some sort of victim who would remember it. Like there's always like a, like when serial killers are killing someone, there's always one victim that like escapes them and that's how they get caught. You know, like the Jeffrey's armor one. Yeah. So there's always one that like Maybe that's not happened yet. Maybe the the still on the rampage, they they've been successful with all the victims so far yeah. that they've got. Um and, no and technology is expanding, so maybe they're getting better technology to wipe the brains. Yeah, potentially. Okay, so just quickly touching back on the last story, <laughs> where that guy on Reddit sort of maybe just disproved his story. Why? Because I looked when that game was released, yeah. Sudoken. Yeah. It was released in 1985. Yeah. So he said in his story, he thought it was a bit weird that the kids were asking to use the phone because most kids have a phone. Yeah, but couldn't he not just, in nineteen ninety five? Couldn't he just be using an old phone, like an old game? You know, no, because he was playing it when, yeah, potentially. But my impression was he was sort of playing it when it was. Then again, you know, I could be wrong. I get what you're saying, but I didn't, you know, like you, like we like Pokemon and stuff. Uh, yeah, I remember sitting in my room playing the original. So, uh, yeah. I get what you're saying though, because not many kids that, oh no, saying that kids that age do have phones now, never mind. Yeah. So, if, he, if he's a bit of a retro gamer, then yeah, fine. If not, slight flaw in the story. Yeah. So, that sort of, that may give merit to this this theory that black eyed kids aren't real. Well, if they're old, like, they're old, old things, how do they know what phones are? Because they always, like, they ask to use that man's phone as well. Oh, that was a landline though, wasn't it? It was. But uh, they're not old, from what I can see. Yeah. They're just a bit like behind. Victorian. They're like sort of somebody who say, say you're going, you want to fit in somewhere, but the only material that you have to study on that place is about 20 years out of date. Oh, uh, okay. That's that's my theory as to why they're dressed a bit older. So they are dressed like the Stranger Things kids then? <laughs> yeah, well, that was in keeping with the time. Yeah. That was the time. But yeah, so see, for example, they watch Stranger Things and then wanted to dress like that because that's yeah. how they thought we dressed now. Yeah. Obviously it's not. It's, well, maybe it is. But it's some people. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that, that's why I think right. they dress older. See, I do. I would. I don't obviously want people to get abducted and that, but I would like them to I be. I want real. some people to get abducted. Yeah, I could give you a list of at least five, but. Yeah, um, maybe you did take requests. <laughs> yeah, 
I'd happily get on board with them then. So if you could just write to Prince Andrew at... The Black Eyed Palace. <laughs> <laughs> the Black Eyed Palace. Where the Black Eyed Peas live. <laughs> um, Do you reckon that's where they got their name from? Uh, no, I think they're... It's like a food. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Not, nothing paranormal or mm. cryptid in there. We used to like them as well. <laughs> so finally, I'd just on the on the same theory that they may not be real. Mm-hmm. I'd like to put point out that I do have a concern. Uh, how many of these stories are actually of children, regardless of eye colour, looking for help from a house or a person they came across? They are just shy and incredibly polite, but these people probably watch too many scary films and think the kids are here to get them. Yeah, that's a good point. Actually. Neglect among black-eyed children is not okay. <laughs> Prince Andrew will not be happy about it. <laughs> no, he wouldn't neglect them, would he? And we need to look after the vulnerable in our society. That is true. But, at the same time, if a random kid came up to me, I'd be a bit like, ugh, no. Yeah, probably. Go find, I'd like put my head down and be like, go find someone else. <laughs> and on that bombshell, <laughs> <laughs> thank you for listening. Oh, you can find us on Instagram uh, across the cemetery. You can find us on TikTok at AX the Cemetery and on Twitter, AX the Cemetery. We don't have a Facebook yet, but we probably will get round to that eventually. Maybe, one day. Thank you for listening and we'll see you soon. Bye. Bye. Determined to find relaxation and inner zen, Zoo and her daughter, Zoo, <laughs> Sue and her daughter, I felt the blood in veins chill. Okay. The ear-piercing scream of fucking words jumping down. Sue got the shot. Got a fuck. I cannot read. <laughs>